Hey guys, welcome to The Tipping Point. I'm Tiani Warren. I'm Michelle. I'm Shanice. Each week we'll be discussing a different topic and rating our issues with them on a pop culture-based scale. Okay, so uh, earlier this week I went to Insomnia Cookies because unfortunately it's around the corner for me, which means that I'm there a lot. And I was walking back home, it's nighttime, and this guy is sitting in the passenger seat, much like uh, the guy in No Scrubs. And he sees me walking down the street and he tries to talk to me from the passenger side of his, his best, best friend's ride. <laughs> and he was like, hey, what's up? I like your look. And I was just kept walking. He got out of the car and was like, hey, I'm trying to talk to you. Of course, I was freaked out. So Usually, I when they like commit to that, they like don't want to be like look like a fool. Like they don't want to look like a fool. So Ex- like, I'm gonna get out. Exactly. <laughs> but it's nighttime. You got out of the car. I'm a woman walking down the street by herself. How do you not realize how this looks and how you're being aggressive and how you're freaking me out right now? Um, so that's pretty much my story for the week. Um. I was really scared, actually. <laughs> so what happened? Like, how did it, like, he just... Uh, luckily, I was very close to my building. This was, like, right outside the building uh, where I live. We had a lot of people that just stand so out there and be was... creepy. Yeah. Now yeah. that it's winter, not so much. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure why men aren't aware. I feel like a lot of men, whether they're trying to be creepy or not, are just not aware of how... Yeah spaces work with women yeah like if a man you know like this happened to a friend of mine and I mean he's not a woman but he um was in the bathroom when he's a gay man and he was in a bathroom and a man entered and they were the only two people in this small bathroom and was standing in front of the door so he couldn't like leave if he wanted to or, I mean, maybe he could have, but the guy was standing in front of the door and was like, oh, I'm straight, but, like, you know, I'll take head if you're willing to give it. Like, like basically asking my friend for head. And my friend was scared, because this is kind of like, like is this an man. option? Or yeah, like, can I say no? Like, can you even say no, especially if the man is hovering in front of the door? Oh, my God. <laughs> like... I mean, he did end up leaving, and he was safe, because he was, like, we were on the other side of the door. But, like, that's still really creepy that, like, men don't really understand spaces and how it works. Oh. Yeah, like, they don't think about, like, you know what, it's 11 p.m. Yeah, like, this She's is She's walking by herself, time. the street is not that crowded. Yeah. If I get out of the car right now and follow her... She might be a little scared. Yeah. So maybe, she might think I'm a rapist. Yeah, so like maybe like, we want to be seen as a rapist. So let me just not do it tonight. I was like, at Walgreens <laughs> and I was getting out and it was probably like 10 o'clock at night. And I hear somebody from like when I was in Walgreens saying, excuse me, ma'am. But I didn't think he was talking to me because I didn't work at Walgreens. So I like leave and then I keep on hearing, excuse me, miss, excuse me, miss, as I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh shit, so I'm running to my car and I'm hearing him like saying excuse me and then he's like excuse me are you Michelle and then I was like oh hell no <laughs> you didn't think maybe he knew you, knew you a little bit I mean I did but at the same time like it was just like it's a scary situation I'm by myself there's a man who's following me and I never looked back because I was too afraid to so I got in my car first before I turned around and then I realized it was like a classmate from high school. Oh. But I'm just like, why aren't you aware? <laughs> not I know, but once he said, I think, I think if someone said Tiani, I would have looked and been like, oh! Like, I wouldn't be like, no. Maybe you're already freaked out. Yeah, it's I just get the fact that I was already know. scared. Because this happened to me, like, like, there have been times I've been walking my dog and, like, somebody haunts a horn at me and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey! Like, <laughs> yeah. like, so, like, I mean, I look so that, like, if it's somebody that I know, I'm not being, like, a complete jerk. Yeah, but it was just, I mean, like, between being a complete jerk and being the safe, safety of my life, I'm gonna choose being Oh, a my jerk. favorite is when guys are, like, um, like me and uh, my little sister, who's also named Shanice, um, we were walking to the mall, and they're like, twins! 
twins. I mean, these were well, not twins. So, uh, I don't know who we're talking to. And we just kept walking. I was like, you just like were really confident that we were twins. I think I was like, well, we're off the hook. <laughs> but they do that so a lot. Like, they don't know your name, so they're like, pink dress. Yeah. Pink dress. That's so degrading. It's like, like if you're not a whole human being. At least say, at least say miss, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Nisi, on a scale of Rick Ross putting a Molly in her champagne and she didn't even know it, to Bill Cosby actually doing it, how scared were you? Um, I was pretty scared. Uh, so, I'm going to go with Bill Cosby because I feel like lyrics like that add to rape culture. You know, this environment in which we don't take rape and street harassment um, and sexual harassment, or just sexual violence in general, seriously. And I feel like when we do that, we allow men like Bill Cosby to get away with it, and we allow men like him to be defended because we don't understand what that is, and we don't make it a point to teach men about how to interact with women and about spaces and consent. So... I definitely think that all blurs together and that is what makes street harassment so scary because there are so many men who aren't cognizant of how they look to women when they're interacting with them. They just automatically like think like, Well, I'm not a rapist. So like exactly. this should be fine. And it's like but I well, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know that you're not until you're not. Like and I'm like, Oh, okay, he was just saying, you know, I'm thinking the worst. Because I'm alone. So, like, you have to... I feel like they don't understand that. Like, I'm automatically... My defenses are up. So, don't... Like, I feel like they just don't... Like, there's something in their brains that they block that out. Well, because they don't have to live under that constant threat of rape. mm -hmm. Like, if a guy is in his car and he gets out of his car, as a woman, I know that he's bigger than me, he's stronger than me. If he wanted to pull me inside that car... He could, but men don't have to live their lives assessing every situation that they're in and looking for the exits during every interaction they have with another man. So they just don't think about it. And we don't make them think about it because we don't talk about consent well in school at all. And when we do, I think because men are so used to not going checked on that, they get offended and they don't want to listen I think. Yeah, they're just like, but that's not me. Why would you think that would be me? And it's just like, yeah. it's not like particularly you. It's just like, anybody could. In general, you like, know. you never know who it is. Yeah, I mean, look at everything that's happening in the media now. Most of the time, it's people that you would have never thought about, yeah. or people who play these huge roles. Mm-hmm. Like, I found out one of my favorite teachers of all time turned out to be yeah. a statutory rapist. And when I first heard the news, I refused to believe it because he was my favorite teacher he taught me he taught me a lot about life that I've never gotten from anywhere else especially as a kid like I was like maybe 12 13 years old when I was in this class but he was having a sexual relationship with a girl who was 13 to the time that she was 15 and How disgusting is that? And that's somebody that I trusted, and a lot of people did. He won an award that senior he was arrested for <laughs> for being such a great teacher. And he was very well known for that, especially because he was so strict. You didn't expect something like that coming from him, even though he was a good-looking guy. Like, you just never expected it. So, I mean, you can't... Women have to be on guard because you don't... No, we don't know. Like, unless we truly trust you... And we know that you're, you know, a huge part in our lives. Like, I can't just trust a stranger on the street to not sexually you assault can't trust people. You can't trust people that you know. Yeah, so exactly. It's going to be hard to trust someone you don't know. Yeah. And that's what makes it harder is that, like, the men who commit these crimes bank on that. They bank on us trusting them. Because most women are raped by someone they do yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So it does make it hard for guys who don't have bad intentions to talk. Yeah. To women, but at the same time, because I get that a lot from guys when I talk about street harassment. They're just like, 
Well, I don't have those intentions, but it's just like, well, we don't know that. I don't have some sort of scanner in my brain yeah. <laughs> when I'm walking like, down the his street. His intentions are good. His <laughs> intentions are good. Like, uh, like, I have no idea until I realize that your intentions are good. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, um, like, I just, I don't understand, like, um, like, I mean, they'll probably get offended, like, if they knew this is what we do, but at bars... Like, you, it is mandatory that if a guy is buying you a drink, you go to the bar with them and, like, oh, yeah. get the drink, like, at the bar. Like, they cannot go and get it for you. I remember and going to college. My When my Uncle Ma, it was, like, a Dateline episode about date rape drugs. And this was, like, the summer before I went to college, and he made me watch this documentary. And I remember also, oh, we have a friend, Josh. Um, he called me at one point, I think because I butt-dialed him. And I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump on my way to a party. And he was like, be careful. Make sure that you have your hand over mm-hmm. your drink. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> really? Yeah. And he was like, make sure you have your hand over your drink all the time. Make sure you don't leave your drink anywhere. And I was like, everyone is being funny. so paranoid about this. And you know what? Someone got slipped the date. Oh, you knew someone that got. Yep, my freshman year, and I was like, maybe people weren't overreacting. Um, From the beginning, my mom is always like, never let a guy get you a drink. You can let them buy it for you, but you gotta be there, like right next to them when the drink is handed off. Like, and if you sit it down for a minute and you walk away, then you lost it. Yeah, it's gone. Like, and you don't want to trust, especially if you're like on a date with somebody. You don't want to think that if you get up to go to the bathroom, they're going to be like, you know, like, let's a little bit, but, like, you got to think about it. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but there are people out there that just make you, you have to. Yeah, it's on iTunes. That's how I saw it. I rented it on iTunes. Oh, well, I rented it, so it wasn't Uh, expensive. Okay. And um, there was this one story about this girl. She went out to dinner with her friend and another guy. And he ended up roofing both of them and sexually assaulting both of them. What? Yes, you think that you're safe in numbers, but sometimes even then you're not safe. You just, you you never know. And that's, what's so frightening about sexual violence is that you always have to be on the lookout for it. And you never know when it could happen or, you know, who it could be. And that's... That, I think that's part of why victim blaming is so difficult for me to process because this is a factor in every woman's life. Like, no matter how sexually active you are, no matter how many dates you go on or don't go on, it could be anybody. And mm-hmm. I think maybe that's part of why victim blaming is such a thing because people don't want to think about that. The fact that there's nothing you can do. That's true. I mean, it's definitely... I feel like it's a defense mechanism. But also, what's frustrating is that we are always constantly blaming women because we think that we're supposed to... that women are supposed to take responsibility Mm -hmm. to not get raped instead of teaching men not to rape women and what is right and what is wrong because a lot of men still can't know, don't know. And you could tell the definition to a man and they would never be like, oh, yeah, that is rape. Yeah, they don't. I was having a conversation um, on Twitter. I get into little Twitter arguments with people sometimes. And um, we were talking about sexual violence. And um, I was basically talking about the lines of consent and how sometimes when you're drinking, those lines of consent can get blurred, especially if you're a man and you're buying drinks for a woman in the hopes to lower her inhibitions because that's that's a kind of a way of getting yeah and that's sort of making her more pliable exactly yes exactly and i was saying that and i was like uh you know this can this is kind of like rape because you're creating a condition in which someone inhibitions will be down yeah, yeah in which someone might say yes or can't say yes or no because they're so incapacitated. And I used the word rape during this, and he was like, I never said anything about rape. 
And I was like, what do you think it is when you create an environment in which someone cannot deny you? Yeah. They don't understand it. I think when it comes to alcohol and, and having sex, you kind of, I feel like you have to kind of almost have a consent before yeah. the drunkenness. Like, yeah. you know, like, it, or, and also that person has to be like drinking because they want to drink. It shouldn't be like, oh, you want a little bit more? Yeah. <laughs> Let me pour a little bit more in there for you. Like, it has to be like, oh, drink it. You know, you're so cute. Like, yeah. like before, like, clear-headed, they're into you, and mm-hmm. they want to do something. And even then, it's still dangerous when they're, like, they're, like, wasted. Yeah. If they're, like, you wasted, sure you probably not. should still, because they could change their mind. Yeah, or they so, could wake like, up and not know what happened. Or yeah, remember. like, so it's just best, like, really, like... Don't have sex with people drunk, who are drunk, like, especially wasted. if you're sober, because that's even creepier. That's definitely... If you're the sober one. Too. If you're, like, if yeah, you're yeah. sober and you're having sex with someone who's wasted... Yeah. Yeah, they're not there. It doesn't matter if they're it's your girlfriend really or whoever. They're not there. They're not aware. So you're just better off being safe than being sorry. This exactly. is this is mad random. It just made me think about, like, um, you know, like, those revenge movies? Oh, where, right, like, like movies. I spit on your grave yeah. and, like... Uh, and what's the other one? Like the hard the candy. last house on the left and hard candy. Mm-hmm. Like I understand it's like yes, we got him at the end and we killed all the rapists. But I just feel like it's kind of still perpetuating rape culture anyway because then they still like the woman is the victim getting raped by a whole bunch of people and they're usually long drawn out scenes of this mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, and then exactly. we're supposed to be like. Yeah, but we killed him at the end. And it's just like, but why was it necessary in the first place Yeah, to, like, even have this story? Like, why did and it have to be... And even then, it's very... Those rape scenes are very sexualized. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and the the way it's shot is so... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, the way the shots linger over the women. It's sort of like... It's almost like... Torture porn. Yeah. And it's almost like... I can imagine men... And maybe it's not really their fault because the way the camera is shooting it, being turned on by this rape scene. Yeah. And then, like, you're supposed to make it seem like it was a bad thing, but you're almost making it the way you're shooting it to be a good thing. And then it's like, okay, let's take them down. Let's bring the power back. And I'm just like, I don't see the point of having the rape in the first place. Even the cover of I Spit on Your Grave. It's this, you know, woman and she's, like, in tattered and torn sort of bloody clothes. But it still looks sexual. Yeah. The way... Just the way the outfit looks on her body. And the fact that you can't really see her. You, It's mostly focused on her, her body. body. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Her face those. is not even in the yeah. into the... Oh, wow. Her butt's out. Exactly. Her back's out. And you can't see her face. Yeah, when I saw the movie, I was like, I don't get it. Like, whenever there's a rape scene in a movie that was unnecessary, I'm just like, why did why did that have to happen? Yeah. Did she have yeah. to be raped? Like, and it's yeah. also very triggering. Yeah. I, it's just surprising because there's a lot that plays into rape culture, whether we recognize it or not. I mean, songs like Rick Ross's You Ain't Even Know or... How many drinks? Miguel's How Many Drinks. Oh, yeah. Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. Like, it's really creepy to think that, like, all of these things are making so light of such a serious topic. And what happens is it creates such a gray area when there shouldn't be when it comes to drinking or when it comes to, like, sexual Mm -hmm. assault. Because, I mean, because so many people listen to these songs... Everything influences your life, whether you recognize it or not. So when you become numb to it and you become less conscious of it, you're more likely to let it slide or more likely to do it. And then that becomes a problem later on. Because, I mean, would you really want to wake up thinking, did she like it? Did she consent to it? Was this okay? There should never be a question in your mind, especially because, I mean, if you end up getting tried for rape, that's a huge thing to go through. So this isn't even just about the safety. Well, I mean, this is mostly about the safety of women, but it's also about the safety of men understanding what they're doing and what's wrong with it. Because if you're not aware and there's some gray line that you were just not aware of and you get charged and get labeled a sex offender, that will ruin your entire life. Yeah. 
Definitely. Well, just to go back to uh, catcalling, um, when you're being street harassed, like, how does that make you feel, like, in that moment? Because I'm sure the guy thinks he's, like, bringing light to your day. But how does... I don't think they do. Some of them do. Some of them do. Some of them they, really that's why they get really mad when you're like, no, this is, like, shut up. Because they're like, wait, I said something nice. Like... They like do they, get upset they do. And they Some really... of them like legitimately are objectifying you because they and feel they like they know can't. They're doing. Yeah. But a lot of them are legitimately thinking they're saying something nice. Like and then yeah. you're just like And Don't I think talk part of that me. has to do with this culture in which we women have to speak indirectly about what they want and what they don't want because if we do speak directly, we're a bitch or we're a ball buster and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like we're shamed for saying no, and I mean this, like, stop it right now, yeah. you know? And so I think part of that has to do with that culture, because men do create an environment in which women feel uncomfortable speaking directly. Yeah. And then they wonder why women can't just say what they mean. Like, they always say that all the time, but... Because then we're then we're called crazy, we're called rigid. Yeah. Like, like it's like prudes. Like, you know, like, we're unhappy all the time. Please, black women, we're just, like, angry all the time. We don't smile enough. Like, it's just... So, I mean... So, some of them really do think that you're just playing hard to get, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's part of the problem as well. Yeah. I feel like women... I think there's one thing we could take back. It's understanding what our comfort level is and not allowing anybody to cross those boundaries. And when somebody does, we need to recognize it, allow them, acknowledge it and let them understand it. That way, if they choose not to understand it, then the line is clear. There is no gray line there. There is no, you didn't say anything. Why didn't you hint at this? I think, a lot of us need to be bolder and that's a scary thing because you don't know how somebody's going to react. But if we could start off with trying to like explain our comfort levels and our boundaries to at least the men in our lives that we are comfortable around, Mm -hmm. maybe that can have a ripple effect. Obviously not all men are going to comply to that, but if we could start there, that would be great. It is. And this is not to say that if you are too afraid or uncomfortable to speak that um, that whatever happens to you is your fault. Because it's This not. is just for you. Just so you know, mm-hmm. you know, I said he could not have at all misconstrued what was happening right here. Mm-hmm. Just so that you know you drew a line and he crossed it, you mm-hmm. know? That can be helpful for you, but it is hard, especially if you live in a big city, because mm-hmm. sometimes you, and I have a problem with this too, sometimes I do shut down if I get a vibe from a guy that he might be unstable, or that he mm-hmm. might go off if I say no. You know, like, so, sometimes yeah. I, I say hi, just in case, because I exactly. might be alone, there's not a lot of people around, mm-hmm. so, like, I don't want to make him mad. Yeah. Which so, is a shame to have to worry about that, but you yeah, have you to. Because yeah. it could be the end of your life just because yeah. you didn't smile back or say hello. So so we're not saying that it's easy because it's definitely not. And it's not something that I do every single time a man makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But it is helpful just so that you know you drew a line in the sand. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to do is to not make this so heteronormative. Because the last time I was physically sexually harassed was by a woman. It was during Gay Pride, and I was there being cute in my little pum pum shorts, because I can't wear them, and um, some girl just kept grabbing at my ass while I'm walking down the street with my friend. And I told her to stop, and she's like, you know you like it, and I just started running. Not because I was afraid of her, but mostly because, I mean, I don't want to be touched. And I was offended and I was frustrated because it coming from another woman to me was a little bit more like, you you know what we go you through. Know, I'm yeah. sure it's happened to them at least once. There's like, no such thing as a woman. There's no such thing as a woman ever not being 
you know, harassed. If you're the only, there's no the very least made If you're the one woman in the world that's never been harassed, please come on. I would love to hear your story (laughs) because, like, even because chances are you've been harassed and you just didn't know about it. Yeah, because there's no such thing. Like, every woman has been harassed at least once in their lifetime, even as a child, which is sad enough to know. Mm -hmm. But it's true. So, first time I got catcalled, I was 11 or 12. Yeah, it's pretty much as soon as you start Mm -hmm. developing. Yeah. All right. And even before then, for the creepy ones, so. Like, I legitimately, like, walking home from school would be like, I'm not wearing this skirt because I don't want it the attention so I'm going to change into these sweatpants before I go home so that I can mm-hmm. like get less attention and that's like ridiculous that you have to extra do that. That so that maybe but that even help you if you're wearing a Chuck E. Cheese uniform and someone uh, is yeah, like someone haunted damn me that's sexy <laughs> yeah so it's just to objectify you some people are just really doing it just to piss you off yeah like, that's what I think like, a lot clearly, of it is too like, yeah a lot of it is like men that. staring at you men know not like Men know not to stare at you because they know how disrespectful it would be if a man stared at another man. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm talking about, like, cis heterosexual men, yeah. by the way. But, like, in that culture, they know that's a strong sign of disrespect. And people have... I've seen men fight over this. So you're not about to tell me that they don't know better. They definitely do. They just choose not to. And I told a man to stop staring at me once at Port Authority. And while I'm heading on the escalators downstairs and he's heading up the escalator upstairs, he is yelling at me from there, cursing me out because I told him not to stare at me. I was like... There was a Dunkin' Donuts guy, too. Yeah. What happened to the Dunkin' Donuts guy? We were walking to Walgreens and (laughs) while we're on our way, we're like right by Dunkin' Donuts and... This guy was just like, oh, like, oh, what are you guys doing this late? <laughs> and I was just like, well, we're just trying to get something sweet. He was like, oh, I got something for you. I got some chocolate for you. And I was like, no, thanks. And he was like, you shouldn't be eating those donuts anyway, bitch. Like, <laughs> like, what kind of girl would I be if I was just like, oh, you got something sweet? Ooh, you got Ooh, some chocolate for me, daddy? Like, I don't How much chocolate? Like, 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 I know a guy who called me chocolate <laughs> on the street once. I was walking on the street and a white guy was like, ooh, I like chocolate. Gross. Which is but both sexist you should and have racist. Well, the Hershey store is in Times Square, <laughs> so I think they have a lot of chocolate uh, I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a piece of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really taste like chocolate. I don't think. Um, I don't look like chocolate. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so what do you think is, like, like more old school... Like, our parents, people think about, like, compliments and, like, older, like, 50, Honestly, my mom, she, growing up in New York, was definitely street harassed. But she feels like men have gotten bolder these days oh, than they, they were have. when she was younger. Like, she's like, I remember we were talking about street harassment, um, her and her friend and her friends from Alabama so you're not really walking around a lot in Alabama so she hadn't experienced it as much but she was saying that she was just shocked when she came up to New York and just saw how these young guys like talk to girls now she was just she couldn't believe how much more vulgar men have gotten how much more forward men have gotten since she was young and she said like back when she was younger she didn't mind like getting in a man's face for being rude to her but she was like now I wouldn't do that people this is too s- many psychos yeah it's yeah. just definitely not safe I've heard of people getting their face slashed because of oh, I hope because I'm so mean she when it comes to this so like I'm just me like too. please gotta have my back because I am not about that like if somebody says something to me I am very nasty um and also <laughs> My favorite part is like when you're walking past a group of guys and you just know it's coming. You're like, okay, why well, I can't? And then it's like a whole group of them, and it's like they select one member to be the, the spokesperson. <laughs> and they're just like, sexy. Just like everybody stops talking and just like, sexy. And you're like, I hate that. Like, but the thing is, like, that men do this like, as a bonding okay. experience too. Like, like you know, what? they do this as like a bonding thing. Oh, yeah. And you know, as you're walking up, just like, oh my God, look, 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 look. Yeah. And then they all quiet down it's so corny it's just like guys like come on like just stop like it's ridiculous well 
back to the older people, like, I remember my parents, uh, we were at a store and I was crossing the street to go into the store and there was a car coming and they stopped for me and it, but they like slowed down stuff like that creepy slow down to like get a good look and then somebody in the car like waved to me like kind of like hey like and I was just like no uh, and I kept walking I told my parents about it later and they were just like I mean but that's nice like they waved to you like no! they were just trying to like be friendly <laughs> and, I, and I was like no, no but you don't understand like the look in their eyes like you could yeah. tell when like a guy has like a sexual intentions in his eyes it's not just like happy like hey like it's like hey yeah. and like and i was just like and i and i told them that and they were like i mean i think you need to be like a little bit more open like i don't feel like it was that big of a deal and i was just like no you're a girl like, alone they're objectifying and a guys me in a car slowing yeah down. like like i know what this looks like like i'm not being ridiculous not like some old man came out. i was like hey how are you have a great day like they were like not they were not that like and i feel like sometimes older people are just like come on like how do you find a boyfriend if you're like that like it's just like it wasn't the time to find a boyfriend some young guys will be like well if i can't talk to women on the street when can i talk to them like Like, normal social events like i kind of i kind of i kind of expect like if i go to a club yeah. It's gonna happen. Like, you're at a party. Yeah. Like, but. If you're at a social event. On like, the way to work, no. Yeah, like, this like, is not the time. When I was at Afropunk, a guy came up to talk to me, and I didn't mind that. We were in a social setting. Yeah. Everyone was just walking around chilling. So I was not upset about this. But if I'm just, you know, at a bookstore, clearly occupied. I don't need running errands. You look like you're trying to get somewhere and somebody, I mean, I had somebody, I was clearly like walking somewhere. I had a destination and he grabbed my arm to bring me in the other direction. You should never even touch anybody. You don't know. He like pulled me, like tried to pull me and I snatched my hand. I was like, don't effing touch me. And I like yelled it and like some people turned around to look and he said something to me, but I had my headphones in the whole time. Like I had music playing. So I probably was extra loud. And and he just looked like kind of like he was like, oh, yeah. you, like and I was just like, but you touched me. Why like, what did you someone? think? Was if a happen? man had touched him like that, he would have been upset. Exactly. <laughs> so mad. And that's but the thing. That's I, my body was up for grabs. Like he could do what he wanted. Like oh, that was crazy. I'm working out at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working out at a gym, and I also I work at I work at a gym. I'm a personal trainer, and. I was working out there one day, and this man has a nerve. He's trying to get, get my attention. I'm trying to ignore him because I'm not in the mood to talk. Yeah. He tries, and I'm wearing my headphones. I have these big, like, monster headphones that go over my ears. They cancel out any noise. So I couldn't even hear him anyway. He tries to pull my, oh my $250 God. headphones off of my ear. To talk to you? To talk to me. And wait, were you in the middle of something? Like, you were working out? I was, like, trying to get my stuff so I can head home. So I was, like, in the middle of, like, trying to grab my things, and this man is trying to pull my headphone from my ear. Why do they think they can touch you? Like, that's... That's so disrespectful. Oh my god! Like if a man tried to pull another man's headphones, they'd be fighting. They'd be fighting exactly. And I wanted to fight him, but then I was like, okay, I'm at work, and it's a gym. It's a gym, and I'm a black woman. No, (laughs) and I'm a black woman, so can't really be angry, black, and fighting. But I was so I pissed. Like, how dare you? So what did you? Did you slap his wrist? I gave him a dirty ass look. Like, don't fucking touch my shit. Like, don't touch me and don't touch my headphones. Not these expensive ass headphones. That's crazy. You know what's really interesting is that I'm finding that with I have a lot of conflictions about uh, sex positive feminism. And one of them is that I'm finding a lot of men have gotten hip to uh, sex positive feminism. And I found that mm-hmm. they're trying to use the yeah. language of sex-positive feminism to, like, guilt women into having sex with them. Oh, yes. I don't get it. Explain. So, Basically, yeah, explain. by saying, you know, we live in a different time, you should feel, you know, liberated enough to not feel concerned about what I'm going to think of you and... I respect women's bodies, and I respect women's, you know, 
right to choose what they want to do with their bodies. So you don't have to worry about having sex with me because I'm not going to judge you. It's like, like a just, boy, I would immediately be like, excuse me? <laughs> That's just so... And then I some oh girl God. posted on Tumblr a screenshot of her interaction with a guy. He basically, he called her a bad feminist because she would not have sex with him. What? She was not liberated enough, I guess. Yeah, mm. so she was a bad feminist. Because he knows what feminism is. Yeah, apparently a feminist so. would just have sex mm. with whoever she wants to, and not whoever she it. wants but to. But whoever she wants to is him, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't want to. So that's the problem. She was just a bad feminist. So it's just it's just interesting to me that we can't even escape sexual violence and sexual harassment within feminism. Oh, no. So, um, when do you take uh, what a boy says as a compliment and not a harassment? Mm. It depends on how he words himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, it depends on how he says it or where yeah. he says it, pretty much. How he says it and where he says it, yeah. That makes a difference. Yeah. Oh, like, I get guys on the street who compliment my hair, like black men on the street who compliment my hair. I don't feel like they're saying that to be creepy or to get in my pants. I think yeah. they're just happy to see a black woman who has her hair her natural hair out like so that's fine but like we were we had a conversation about this earlier with a guy about where the line is and i basically said like the line is when you get into what you like and what you want and how you want me to present myself to you that's part of it and then also when you sexualize the compliment that's when I'm uncomfortable. My sister yeah. has a funny story about that. She had, I guess, a really long weave one day. And, and it's the cafeteria in her college that she always goes to and always says hi to this like guy who was like a cafeteria worker. And he just said, your hair is so long. And that's what he said at first. But then he said, I just want to pull it. Oh, God. <laughs> and she's like, done. All right, we're done. Okay. <laughs> Won't be talking to you anymore. Like he sexualized it. Yeah, he sexualized. You could have just said your hair was so long and pretty, and she was like, "Oh, thank you." But no, he wanted to pull it. Yeah, I was gonna add that actual little something. Like uh, your fantasies. You just gotta tell me what your fantasy is, old man. Like, come on. Like that's disgusting. And now I can never say hi to you again because now I know what you're thinking with my long hair. A janitor at my job. (laughs) likes to occasionally hit on me and say creepy things to me. And he'll say things like, oh, so when are you going to work me out? I'm no. In what way? <laughs> what are you, I don't know. He's Double like, on think, Yeah, he was like, I think I'm going to be working you out more than you're going to be working me. Uh, he has such a cute little daughter, too. I'm just like, what? <laughs> now, how would you feel? This is a great segue into ownership. And how, like, you know, guys are, like, so protective of their daughters, girlfriends, sisters, moms, aunts. Mm -hmm. But then, like, when it comes to somebody else's daughter, they're just, like, don't care. And, I mean, how do you feel about that in general? Like, the ownership thing? It definitely is, like, an ownership thing. Because, for some reason, men have a hard time caring about any woman who isn't related to them. And it does have to do with, like, them being territorial and masculinity. And the idea that masculinity is based on the ownership of women and the degradation of women. Like, that's what most men base their masculinity on. And I think that's what leads to this whole, I don't really care because I'm not related to you thing. Yeah. And I just think, well, if that's the way they think, then I just, like, I just don't understand how you could just, like, do it to other women knowing that that's somebody else's daughter, but then you want that same, like, you want that same respect for your daughter, but you're doing it to somebody else's. Like, you, you or want... Or that was your wife. But here's yeah, my thing. I hate that it always has to come down I to know. that. I know. I do, too. I hate like, that, too, because we're human. Yeah. You should just be like... This is another human being. Would I'm a human being. Would I like someone to treat me like this? 
Exactly. Like, I don't have to be your daughter. I don't have to be your wife. I don't have to have any relatives. I don't. I could be an orphan. <laughs> like, I don't need to be nobody's daughter, nobody's wife, nobody's sister, nobody's anything for you to respect me. You should just respect me because I'm a fucking person. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, true. But the thing about that whole, though, if this was your daughter thing, is that, like, on some level, they realize that what they're doing is wrong. If you wouldn't want your someone to talk to your child like that, yeah. or your wife, or your mother like that, then you know then you wrong. know that you're saying something that you shouldn't be saying. It just doesn't make any sense to me because, like, I mean, we all know the golden rule: treat on to others as you would like to be done to you. Mm-hmm. So then, why can't you just apply that rule? Like, why does it always have to go down to well, my sister shouldn't be treated like that, so therefore I shouldn't treat other people like that? Yeah. That's what I don't like. I don't like that either. But I'm just saying, if we're but going by that... Yeah. And if we're going by that logic, then don't you realize that what you're saying is wrong if you wouldn't want someone to talk to a loved one like that? Yeah. But they don't really care because it's not their loved one. Sad. Yeah. Um. So when would you want to be picked up, Shadis? Like, where... What's a good time and a good place? Like I said, a social event. I mean, it's it's... Like, sometimes, if a guy strikes up a conversation with me... Yeah, yeah that's not about the way you yeah, look. Yeah, that's not about the way I look. He's not being sexual, and we just end up talking, and eventually it's like, oh, like, we should continue this conversation. Or I'd love to, like, go see that movie we've been talking about. That's fine. Like, if it's, like, a natural thing then it's totally okay to, like, meet me someplace. Yeah. But if it's, like, I'm walking down the street and I'm clearly in a hurry, or I'm walking down the street and I'm not making eye contact with you, why are you doing this? I think eye contact is very important. I'm horrible with eye contact, so... Me too. But, like, if, like, a woman, you know, they're pretty good at it, and you try to make eye contact with them, and they, like, look away, or they're like, oh, no. <laughs> that is your cue to not come over. Like, that happened to someone I know. Like, literally, like, she was at a party. She locked eyes with somebody, and she was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Like, immediately, like, turned her head. She said about, like, two seconds later, it was like a tap on her shoulder. She's like, No! <laughs> The way this woman looked utterly like she wanted to jump out of her skin when she made eye contact. Ooh, really made me think that this was a go. If somebody looked at me like, ooh, like as soon as they locked eyes with me, I would not be like, you know what? So gonna give it a shot. Like this guy was like, hmm, I'm gonna make her like me. I was just like, it's so horrible. Like, come on. Um. So I mean, she's like. After this whole conversation, how do you, like, still feel about street harassment and rape culture in the state of the world right now? I'm still out of Bill Cosby, (laughs) because, like I said, all these things that we talked about, that contributes to men not understanding the lines of consent and men harming women and not seeing the big deal about it. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you see these cases, like... Steubenville and stuff like that where like groups of guys assault women and they really like how could anyone get to a place where they think that what they're doing is okay when they're harming someone Yeah, I think that when we create a rape culture environment where you don't take sexual assault seriously that's how stuff like that happens you know so, we still had a Bill Cosby. I feel like in a, it's like one of those situations where it's like, how do we change this? Because it's such, it's embedded into the culture it at is. this point. I think part of it has to do with the fact that men control most of the media, media outlets. Men control most of the government. And I feel like if we had more representation and we had more, I guess, like, yeah, if we had more equal representation I mean, just the in fact government people... and media, then we could control our own stories and we could create an environment where women's voices are heard and that would help. And also sex education. Mm-hmm. They're not teaching people about 
consent and what's wrong, what's not wrong, and providing girls with a platform to say what they're uncomfortable with. And we're not also checking men for being, I guess, making light of sexual assault and stuff like that. So men do make these jokes and and say these lyrics and people defend them and we give their defenders I mean, a platform people over... defend the hell out of R. Kelly. It drives me insane. Me too. I mean, I and have this And we give those people a platform. I hate, I hate to shout out my little sister for this, but she loves R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I constantly remind her that he is... He peed a on a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. And, but the thing is... And they're like, why do you... Why do you they're like, why do you like, keep bringing this up, though? Like, because you, because know, you know the Huffington racist. Post interview... Where he, like, oh, yeah. walked out because he was mad that she brought it up. And they're like, and, and my sister agreed. And it's like, I mean, like, that's annoying to keep bringing up the past. So I'm bringing just like, like but he never paid girl. for it. Like, yeah. he just did that and it was okay. The fact that he hangs out around schools yeah. in Chicago. And so. I, was like, I, I was like, I have to stand up, like, and support black women because nobody cares about them. Like, I'm nobody not going to sit here yeah. and be like, R. Kelly well, makes he great music. It. So, I mean, yeah, A song is cares? never going to be more important to me than black yeah, women. Yeah, and, and then my sister was like, I mean, well, those girls knew what they were doing and no, I was just like they were, they were children and I was like yeah they're kids probably now they're like that was really bad like why did he do that and, and it's just like I understand you like his music I would be crushed if like any artist that I loved like I found out that they were doing stuff like that because it would be so hard for me to just throw away all the music that mm-hmm. I've grown to love I understand that but you have to understand that you're a woman, and that means they don't care about you. I mean, you're a black woman. So that means they really don't care about you. You have yeah. to, as a black woman, at least care about fellow black women. Like, you can't yeah. just ignore this. And and that happens a lot. A lot I of think it's away. because we, well, in terms of, like, black women, I think black women are raised to defend black men to the, de- to the death. Yeah. Like, we really are. Defend black men yeah. to the mm-hmm. And that's part of it. We have a hard time letting go of black men who don't support us because we're raised just to be the, the backbone mm-hmm. of the community. Jill Scott so and Felicia like, Rashad Michael, standing yeah. for... Bill Cosby. Well, Luckily, wife. Jill Scott, she backed down oh, after she a while. Eventually. She did. I mean, his wife but was kind of then, fed up at this point. Yeah. Like, but even when Jill like, Scott nah, did back down, she <laughs> said here. She, she only backed down after the statement where he stated that he did it. Yeah. She wasn't willing to listen to, to any of the women. 40 different women. Yeah, and that's where the problem is. So yeah. it's just it's just it's just people have to separate. And part the of that has to do with men from the uh-uh. like that. Like I feel like they keep seeing Bill Cosby as um, Doctor Huxley's school, school. Yeah. and it's like yeah. I mean, I, I mean for me personally, it'd be hard to like watch that show now without yeah. thinking oh, about it. For me to watch so I was it. watching a different world. I've never really watched that show, and he showed up in like one of the pilot episode, and I was just like, oh. well, like it just like hurt yeah. to like watch this, and I was no. just like. But, I mean, you can still love the character, I guess, but the man is yeah. flawed. Yeah. I watched the, the Bill Cosby thing. show after it, after I found out about it, and I knew that he did it, but it didn't... I mean, I thought Bill Cosby's a funny man, but he's also a rapist. Like, yeah, I can understand... Hard. I, it's hard for me to separate the two. I can draw the line between the two, because I still want to appreciate... Felicia Rashad and... Yeah, like, I want to appreciate the work, because he did open doors for black people mm-hmm. it sucks that a rapist opened door for black people but he did i definitely think that there's a you can acknowledge that someone's a terrible person that everything they have coming to them they deserve and still think the work that they did is yeah. good like i love rosemary's baby it's one of my favorite films i think it's a masterpiece merlin polanski is disgusting and he's gonna burn in hell and he deserves that because <laughs> he's a rapist not only is he a rapist he's a child rapist and he knows I, it because he's not coming back to america he's like exactly. i'm not in trouble so i'm gonna stay over here but i also love mia farrow and i also think that that's a great movie so my way of circumventing that is that I bought the movie used so that it went to the person who previously owned that movie and not to Rowan Malinsky. 
That's so, funny. You went through a lot for that, didn't you? I did. And now I can watch that movie knowing he has zero of my dollars. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, so do you guys have any, like, this is, like, to make the subject a little bit lighter. Um, do you guys have any, like, silly pickup lines that you ever heard that, I mean... Some of these I wouldn't hope nobody would use, but, like, do you have any, like, favorite pickup lines? Um, no, I'm not, I'm so bad with You've heard of The only thing, one. everyone's heard, like, um, are your feet tired? Because you've been running through my mind all day. Everyone's heard <laughs> that one. It's a classic. It's a classic. I feel like it's supposed to that to me I'd laugh. And which is what <laughs> that would be the goal, I hope. I hope they would be dead serious saying that. What right. about you, Mitchie? Right. Well, it's going to be another cheesy one, but are you hurt? It must have hurt when you fall out the sky or something about being like, falling out the sky. Falling out of heaven. Falling out of heaven. Come on. Falling out the sky. You were just in the sky and you fell. You were just like flying around. Yeah. I have a few that I picked out that I thought were great. This is always my number one favorite. Is your father an alien? Because you're out of this world. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, look, there's an exit sign. Will you go out with me? Oh, God. I love that one. I think I'm a giant, so what's it to me? Um, you must be jelly, because jam don't shake like that. Ew. Oh. <laughs> um, do you use Windex on your jeans? Because I see myself in them. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, they get a little nasty after this. They say a girl's best friends are her legs, but even the closest of friends sometimes have to part. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so those are pretty bad. Like the last couple. If anybody said that to me, I'd be like, excuse me. Okay. So, any advice? Advice? To avoid street harassment or harassment. You can't I mean, really, I take a lift everywhere. I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard. That's the only thing you know. I haven't heard any. Thing lately, like any true harassment, I know it's probably because I have headphones in. Mm. My parents don't think that's a smart idea, though. I think headphones I think are a good way. At night, though, I think you should have yeah, your one out, on at least one out or not on. Or at if all, you have them on, just don't have any music on. Uh, just be wearing them just to avoid it. Yeah. But then, but then you know, like some men, they as soon as they see you have headphones on, they think you're distracted, even if you're not playing music. There's really no getting around it, right? It's just not fair. Like, I just can't listen to my music. I just can't listen to my music. No. I gotta turn my music off just in case some creep is around the corner. You know what's really annoying? I I don't know why this is the first book I read of the year, but (laughs) Lucky by Alice Siebel, basically she recounts um, her rape and the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about she's sitting on the stand and they're going through jurors and uh, they got a chance to ask her questions and a lot of those questions were like well what were you doing out at 9.30 at night in the park like walking through the park and I just remember thinking like we're here, why can't we walk through the park like you know, like no, we can't take shortcuts. We have to take the long way because right? Why can't we be out at nine thirty? Nine thirty. Why can't we be out? Like that's not. That's like, a, why do we have to answer for the fact that some men are disgusting? Like I don't understand that. That really. I was just men should find that an insult that they are automatically thought of as so and rapists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Really, like every a woman has to be aware because you just can't control yourself. You don't find that anywhere near offensive, but the fact that you cannot control yourself. Yeah, uh, and it's so funny though because men pride themselves on being the logical sex and being yeah the head of the household. Like I was listening to a podcast where, like, a guy thought that he had guaranteed sex because the woman came over at three a.m. Like, so Aww. it must be, I mean, come on, it's 3 a.m., what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. And I was just like, no, like, so you're going to force yourself on her because it's 3 a.m., and why would she be at your house that late? And mm-hmm. it's like, 
I understand, like, yes, it's late, so you probably might be expecting, like, why else would you be here? But if she decides that she don't want to do anything, who cares what time it is? What does time have to do with it? If I happen to be out at 2 a.m., I hope there aren't rapists outside, like, well, it's 2 a.m. She knew it was going to go down. Yeah, Yeah. Like, like, what? Like, that that just scares me, like, a a time. And somebody, if if that, God forbid, happens to any of us, like, they're going to be like, why were you out at 2 a.m.? And that right. pisses me off, too. Like, someone just went through a very violent, very traumatic experience. And your first thought is, well, why were you outside? Can you, like, if that was you, and you just had someone physically attack you, and not just physically attack you, but rape you, would you want someone to ask you that? It's just because, so like, if, what some, could if you someone have done to bring sto- it on yourself, right? Yeah. If someone stole your like, wallet, yeah. people wouldn't be like, "Well, what were you doing walking around with a wallet?" Yeah. Like, because <laughs> like, I'm supposed to. <laughs> like, because I can do what I want. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. So, it definitely is. There's no easy answers to any of this at all, um, except you know representation yeah representation and just open dialect i feel like it has to be more common to have these discussions with men and women especially during sex education i feel like that's the best time for men and women to really have to talk about like what is okay and what is not okay Mm -hmm. and make those boundaries known very young because it seems to get more confusing um as you know people grow up i was listening to this american life and they did an episode where this woman, like, went to a school where a bunch of men were asking questions. I guess, like, they were, she was doing a seminar on rape. And a bunch of qu- men had a bunch of questions on, like, what rape is. Because <laughs> they just really didn't understand, like, okay, so how many times does she have to say yes before we can have sex? Mm-hmm. But isn't it going to ruin the mood if I'm consistently asking her for consent? Mm-hmm. Like, so many questions... And she was just kind of surprised Mm -hmm. at, like, their reactions. Or the fact that, like, a lot of men tend to take sexual advice, like, how to have sex with other women by men. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, if a man... Yeah, like, men will be like, oh, yeah, this girl likes it like that. So then this guy would go and do that to his girlfriend or whoever he's having sex with. Instead of listening to us. Instead of listening to women. And I think that's where a lot of the problems lie is just the fact that a lot of men tend not to listen to women and always go back to other men for approval or advice. And or I think they that's go why they porn. have no imagination. Exactly. Because it's really not that hard to ask, continuously ask for consent during sex. All you have to do, and it can be sexy, all you have to do is say, okay, do you like this? Or And that can be sexy too, depending on how you say it or do you want me to do this? Like, do you like it? Exactly. Say yes. Yeah. Or like, oh, what do you want me to do? Like, I've had a guy say that to me, and it is sexy because now the ball's in her court as well, and this is a you mutual know. thing. So, and you get, and you can start teaching consent early as well. Like, I've seen that people teach their kids consent by like if they have a family pet. And their child goes to pick up the pet, but the pet clearly doesn't want them to pick them up. They'll be like, look at how the dog looks right now. She doesn't want you to pick her up right now. And kids learn consent from that. Like, okay, I'm seeing that the dog is resisting me picking them up. Or I'm seeing that the dog is walking away from me when I'm clearly trying to pick it up. So he doesn't want me to pick him up right now. Or, you know, you need to ask her if he if she wants a hug from you before you go and hug her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, it's not hard. People just make it hard for no reason. They do. Or um, Stacey and Chin and her daughter Zuri, like, they have this, like, cute little videos that they do online mm-hmm. where they'll talk about the things that they want to protest against. And in one episode... Um, Zuri was talking about the baby. She was talking about how she doesn't like to be touched without consent. So, mm-hmm. and Stacey Ann's like, you're right. You should not have to be touched without consent. And she's like, and it was nice that she reiterated that to her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like Zuri, I don't mean, I don't know how old she is now, but she was like, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like such a young kid. And to mm-hmm. teach that at such a young age is so yeah. important. 
another way to teach. Oh, sorry. You know, it instills that in them growing up. Yeah. And another way to teach that is, like, a lot of times you see, like, if you watch, like, kid shows, you'll see, like, the kid in the show has that one aunt who always wants to pinch their cheeks or, like, kiss them and they dread it. Mm -hmm. And another way to teach consent is by, if a kid doesn't want someone to hug them, don't make them. Or, and say to the adult, I don't think they want to be touched right now. Yeah. that's fine. And then they learn that there's boundaries and people are not allowed to cross those boundaries. Just because they're bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I feel like kids always have a good intuition you. too. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's gonna be it. Yeah. I think we ended on a high note because we <laughs> did end up giving some tips, yeah, yeah. positive tips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm Shanice. I'm Michelle. I'm Tiani. Thanks for listening. Bye.